This is the Unofficial Vegas Podcast. I am Seb, my co-host, Mr. Frederick Hazelton. Oh, it's very formal. I like it, Seb. It's a much more adult show now. Yeah. Frederick Sebastian Gagnon. Full sentences. Yes. We've, we've made it. <laughs> Hardly. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. How are you? At the, at the time we're recording this, we're about, what, seven days into the Olympics? Yeah, something like that. Are you yeah. watching a little bit? Not as much as I normally do. I usually watch everything. I love it. But this year, for some reason, I'm just not into it. I don't know why. Well, it's, I find it's hard because it's in Beijing. And, yeah, you know, like you wake up in the morning and we've already won a medal or we missed it. Or, you know, they're, they're showing the replay. And I find that it's hard to stay... On top of it, it's either you stay up late to watch or you get up really early to see what's going on. That's true. That's true. That That's definitely part of it. Although I can remember other Olympics where it was in a time zone that was much different from ours and I would still find a way to watch it. True. Like Pyong, uh, Pyeongchang, I I watched it probably more than I've watched Beijing. Yeah. But I mean, I find Canada's not, I mean, we, we're winning medals. We're, we're up there in the medal count. Yeah, like second just, or third, yeah. Just not gold. Not gold. Yeah. We're not winning golds. You know what it might be? It might just be because the Summer Olympics were were not that long ago. Maybe. Because they were delayed a year. They actually happened last, basically last summer, right? So um, it just feels like we just had an Olympics. Maybe that's why I'm not super into it. I'm not sure. But. I usually prefer the Winter Olympics because the there's not as many events. Like, yeah. like summer uh, is just saturated with so many events. It's like, what do you watch? Yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, I, I find in the summer games, I typically, like, I'll, I'll pick the sports that I want to watch, and I'll just watch them, like, on a live stream or something. Yeah. Like, I, I rarely watch the network coverage. Yeah. I'll pick my sport and watch it. Like, I'll watch volleyball and track and baseball or whatever. Golf. I did watch Sean White take his swan song. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Unfortunately, he wiped out in his yeah. third run. Yeah. Such a, a little, kind of a poor way to go out for him, but he was pretty emotional, actually, when he... uh after that, you could they, they showed him quite a bit, and you could see that he was. Yeah. I mean, five Olympics he's been at. That's that's amazingly impressive. That's it's kind of unheard of. Five that's a long time. That's that's twenty years. Twenty years plus the years of training and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, and he, he's thirty five years old. I think. I mean, wow, unbelievable. It is. I mean, I, the the analyst that was I forget I don't know who it was, but he was talking like this snowboarding half pipe was the event in the Olympics. Like this guy was (laughs) building it up. Like you've never, this is like, if you're going to watch the Olympics, you got to watch this event. That's, (laughs) that's how he portrayed, he portrayed it to be. And then Sean White was there. That's the only reason why I was watching it to see, uh, it is pretty impressive, but you know, it's not my, I usually watch the speed skating. I really like the speed skating long track or short track. Um, I like both just different discipline if you will you know the the long track is depends on the on the, the length of the race like if if it's five thousand meters on the short track you know there's like 45 laps <laughs> of the short track it's like okay can we can i just watch the last five laps <laughs> you know like yeah so i usually watch that i'll watch um i really like luge and skeleton okay that is so cool to, to me like the skeleton is insane that's pretty nuts yeah it's like somebody one year said, got on the luge wrong <laughs> and said, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's do this. Why don't we do it this way? Ah. And somebody said, no, you can't do that. Because if you hit the wall, like you're going to go in face first. You know ah, what, I'll be fine. You heard what Seinfeld says about the luge, right? He says, it's the only sport where you can't tell the difference between a complete pro and someone that's never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy on the side. Uh, you know, zipping down a track. I mean, that's to me, that's super impressive to watch them do yeah. that. I did watch the, uh, the super G women downhill. Okay. To, uh, yesterday. And man, they were f- like up to 70 miles per hour on skis. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Yikes. But back to the, uh, the speed skating, uh, uh, to me, the short track is just such a gong show. Oh, it's, it's, it's insane. It's roller derby on ice. And did, have you ever watched the relay ones where they're like, yeah, they go they, in and then they push each other yeah, off and what it's roller derby. 
it's nuts. It's insane. And they, everybody, like somebody always wipes somebody out. Somebody wipes out. Yeah. Did you see the controversial Chinese versus Canada where the, the, the Chinese um, skater had the, the little peg in her hands and she sh- threw it at the Canadian skater? No. To it's knock it. her off her feet? Ooh. So the, the both Canadian women finished first and second. Okay. And then everybody else wiped the, the, the three other skaters or two, two of them wiped out, I believe. Of course. And when you watch the replay, the Chinese skater got her hand on, whether it was intentional or not, got her hand on the, oh. like the little marker. Okay. It's a, like, it's, it's just a little marker that's on the ice and she grabbed it in her hand and then she slid it right into the <laughs> Canadian skates causing her to wipe out. So both of them wiped out. They reviewed it and they, they disqualified the can, the can, the Canadian skater who finished second, who had nothing to do with the, the, uh, the crash. Why? I, I don't know. Sketchy. It's, it's a, a actually show. a lot of things that are happening. That's have been sketchy in these Olympics so far. Like they didn't bring in mean Jean uh, Okerlund to uh, <laughs> mediate or something. Oh my God, Mean Gene Okerly. <laughs> there's, there's nobody listening that gets that reference. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone. 80s wrestling. Yeah, it's there's been a share. Con- even um, we, I, I don't know, I forget if it's gold. I think it's gold. Um, we won a gold medal in. Um, I think it's the only gold medal we have. Parrot won uh, for um, some sort of snowboarding okay. style. Snowboard, yes, cross or whatever. Yeah, and uh, we have another Canadian who finished third. And he was McMorris, saying, that, yeah, yeah McMorrison, he was saying, he said that he felt he had the run of the night <laughs> and that he should have won. <laughs> and okay. then the, 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 the Chinese who finished second, he was saying, because the, the parrot who finished first did a grab with both hands, but the judges didn't see it. Okay. So if they had seen that, then they wouldn't have scored him as gotcha. high. Okay. He wouldn't have won. So the judge, oh, so now that's another controversy there. Oh my God. Uh, you know, the, the, the ROC didn't produce their COVID test results fast enough. So right. the women's hockey yep. had to play with their masks on. Well, they had the option to postpone the game, but they decided yes. oh, we'll play with our masks. And I'm like, come on. They seriously? ended up crushing them anyway. I know the whole thing's sketchy. And then the Russian skater, the 15 year old figure skater who won, uh, won and then tested positive for a banned substance. Oh yes. Yes. You know, who's already part of a country that's been, that's been banned <laughs> for illegal drugs use in yeah. the Olympics. Until Can't December, even yeah. compete under their own flag. They have to compete under the Russian, Russian Olympic, Olympic Committee, Committee flag. And, and when they win, <laughs> if they win a medal and they, they don't even get their national anthem played, they get this little piano, <laughs> whatever song that it is. Played. Uh, so they don't even, I, at least they, they give the, they give them a chance to compete because, you know, if they had nothing to do with the scandal, the doping scandal, it's kind of harsh for them to not be able to compete in the event, you know? Well, but I mean, they're still coming out of a program that's full of corruption and cheating. I mean, the, the, to me, there's no sure, difference. But if you're, if you're not a cheater and you're good enough to compete, you had nothing to do with these other cheaters. I guess, I guess, you I know? suppose. Sometimes you, you may only get one shot at this. You know, th- this may be your window to go to the Olympics. You may never get to go again because this is your window and you can't go because somebody cheated and you get the blunt of that. That's kind of. Yeah. Know. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll hear you out on that one, but still, I mean, how many, how many third, fourth, fifth chances are you going to get before you say, you know what? You're not welcome anymore. Well, like, what are they going to sure. do now? Like here, like what's their next step? Like well, they just forget it. And like, she's banned, but everybody else can just come and get tested and then they can get banned. And wasn't there another issue, another, um, uh, controversy with the, uh, the Russian figure skating judge when, um, uh, that, that couple there. Oh, you're going back a ways now. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are their names again? The, the couple that were, yeah, yeah. The Canadian couple there, T- uh, Tessa. Um, Virtue and yeah, the other one. Yeah, I forget it. I, yeah. Well, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. Um, he, yeah, the, the Russian judge or scored them poorly or something like that. And then they didn't win. They finished 
silver when they should have won the gold. It was super obvious they should have won. They didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was uh, collusion amongst the judges. And yes, stuff. and then they. Yeah, yeah. Again, anyways. Not to offend any uh, Russian listeners, but. Oh yes, we're we're very big in Russia. <laughs> what's Which the, what's it, the guy's name? Virtue and. Uh, I can't remember his name. Scott Moyer? something Moyer. Yeah, Scott Moyer. No, it's Scott Scott Moyer. Yeah. Virtue and M O I R Moyer. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. The internet never lies, Seb. No, you're right. The internet is always true. More in virtue, virtue and more, more Moyer. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's always. I mean, it's just every time the Olympics come, there seems to be another scandal where someone's cheating, yeah. someone's colluding, someone's not playing by the rules, and it's like, come on, like you're just gonna get tired of it. And plus, it feels like this year in particular, there's just so much going on politically at home, and yeah, it, I don't know. I just. I just don't seem to have the energy and I don't have a ton of civic pride right now. Like no. knowing that we're all locked down and crap can't go to Vegas without these incredible restrictions and rules and regulations and all these mandates. And yet, Oh, we're just going to you know ignore that. And we're going to send thousands of people over to China yeah. where this virus came from <laughs> yeah, to compete in an Olympic games. I mean, let alone all the political, you know, stuff that they have to deal with over there. And it's just kind of like, oh man, like uh, it's just really hard to get behind. I find anyway, I mean, uh, I, I feel for the athletes like you, yeah. like they're just, you know, this is their one chance. I would feel yeah. bad if they had to miss out. So yeah. for that, I'm looking for that one story where an athlete kind of, you know, rises above all of that and has a amazing performance. So, I mean, the, 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 the men's hockey are a clear cut example of, yeah, it's unfortunate. Some of these guys may never get to go back to the Olympics and, it's unfortunate because you really get to watch really good hockey. Yeah. Um, and then they're at the international level. And now we're kind of stuck watching, you know, some of these guys who were NHL has beens or never were. And, you know, they put these teams together and like, I watched the, the Canadian women this morning play Sweden oh, yeah. and I stopped watching it. I think it was 10, nothing. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I feel so bad for these other teams that have to play the Americans or the Canadians in the women's hockey, but, yeah. And the whole idea of bringing women's hockey into the Olympics, you know, what, 20 years ago was to develop the game worldwide. And it just, for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. It's, it's just a North American women's game. That's basically it. Russia kind there can, can kind of Sweden a little bit, but yeah, I mean the, the Czech team stayed with the Americans quite a bit last night. Oh yeah. It, um, I mean, they were outshot badly, but it was one, one after two periods. So that's something at least, but there's not enough women's leagues for, for hockey. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, we're talking about cheating brings me to my next uh, okay. question. Because, what do you got? Um, talking about cheating. Uh, we're the uh, baseball hall of fame just uh, <laughs> finished <laughs> electing their, their new uh, members. And uh, you and I have chatted about this and we we're talking about bonds and Clemens not getting in. Yes. Again. As you know, and then you watched, you just watched the documentary, how they're making a case that Clemens is potentially the best pitcher of all time. Oh, there's a definite case to be made. And I've, I've never said anything else than that. I, I do think when you look at him as a pitcher yeah. and his career and what he's done, there's an absolutely a case that he's the greatest pitcher ever lived. Certainly top five. I mean, there, there's, you look at his stats and his. So he, I mean, if, if he, let's say if he is the best. Okay, let's say he is the best pitcher, arguably the best pitcher all the time. Not in the Hall of Fame. The home run champion. Yeah. The home run career leader. Not in the Hall of Fame. Mary Bonds. The all-time hit leader <laughs> in Pete Rose, major yeah. league history. Yeah. Pete Rose. Who I met in, in the Hall of Fame. Who I met in Vegas, by the way. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't chat with him, but he was signing autographs as, as he often does at one of the uh, memorabilia stores in Vegas. Nice. Walk by and say, hey, it's Pete Rose. Like, how yeah. is that even like, you know, and you and I've said, well, the, the reason they're not, not in there is, is for integrity. And I said, okay. But in that, in that era, like I, between 1990 and 2010, let's say everybody was using steroids. Everybody was using HGH. It, it's, it's not even a question of, I don't know about everybody, but a lot of people, probably a, a the lot majority, of the majority. And yeah. especially of the, especially older players who were extending their career, like bonds and Clemens. Yes. And the argument and for Clemens is that he was a hall of fame pitcher even before the HGH to help him recover after his starts. That's essentially why he took it. I don't disagree. And 
somebody like Bonds also already had amazing stats before he juiced up. Again, I agree. Yeah. But, you know, when you say, okay, they cheated the game, but so did. So are we saying that nobody from those two decades should be in the Hall of Fame? With the exception of maybe somebody like Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, these kind of these guys who, or, or did these guys actually take it and never got caught? If you took it and never got caught and you're in the Hall of Fame, I don't have a problem with that because I don't, there's no evidence or reason to not put them in the Hall of Fame. But for those that got caught and or especially those that lied about it and got caught, like at least McGuire, you can say he never really hid the fact, you know, he just didn't know what he was taking was illegal at the time. It was yeah. prescribed by a doctor and he took it and he's like, hey. It told me to take this. You know, he was always a big muscular guy. He figured, hey, this is, you know, this is what it is. Um, and then they made a rule saying that you couldn't have that substance. That's a bit of a different thing. But even, well, anyway. But for people like Clements, who knowingly broke the rule and took it and then later lied about it. Nah. Like to me, it's like nobody's nobody is given a, and nobody has a God given right to enter the hall of fame. I don't care what your stats are. The hall of fame is decided upon amongst the writers association. They get to pick who goes in the hall. He will always have his stats in his career and the amazing yeah. things that he did. That's your prize. You're going to cheat. You're going to lie. You get to keep your stats. You get to keep your legacy of what you did on the field. You don't get to go to the hall. Now the people that vote, like the writers and whoever mm -hmm. votes who gets into Hall of Fame are very, very, I want to say short-sighted, but they, they have their stipulations and their, their, their set in their ways and their, their politics, everything, their politics. Sure. They, you know, they're never going to expand from that. And this has been a, a topic of discussion the last several years about who are voting to, to, to get people in, elected in the hall of fame. And should they change that? Um, some of the people that have voted aren't, haven't been relevant in baseball for years. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, so that this is, that's another big controversy. That's a whole nother discussion. And that's I'm, whole discussion, I'm yeah. totally willing to have that discussion as well, because that's, yeah, that's a perfectly valid thing. Yeah. You look at what the LPGA does where there's no voting. It's literally a point system where you, you know, you basically add up, how many tournaments you competed in, how many wins, how many majors. And once you get to that certain threshold, you're in. That's an interesting idea where it's like, it's a, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more objective rather than subjective. And I, I have some time for that for sure. But that being said, the baseball hall of fame is what it is. And I believe it might've been the first hall of fame. If I'm not mistaken. I think I it's, know. I think it was the first sport to have a hall of fame. Um, well, you, you mentioned McGuire too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He cheated, whatever. He took steroids or whatever, whether he knew it or not. But one of the reasons why I kind of don't like him not being in the hall of fame, other than I'm, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. And <laughs> um, I think he should be in there anyways, but he, him and Sammy Sosa brought baseball sort of back on track because baseball was sort of in a nosedive wasn't very popular anymore. He was fading. And then all of a sudden these two guys started making a huge, like just a whole bunch of noise for baseball. People started watching it, chasing Maris to see if they were going to break the record for a few years, you know, and everybody was exciting. Everybody wanted to see every at bat, whatever. Like they did a lot for baseball. So it's not just the stats and what they did, but they, what they did for the game. Oh, absolutely. Side. Yeah. Coming out of the 1994 lockout. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if you remember then like 94, 95, 96, the fans were yeah. like burning their jerseys at the field practically. Like nobody yeah. had any time for baseball. No. And then come 1998, along come the summer of McGuire and Sosa with that unbelievable home run chase. Yeah. It was un like, it was crazy. It was like international news. Um, yeah. Every at bat, every game, you, oh, you followed everything they did. You were, we were all watching the television every night to see who was going to break the record first. It was fascinating. And it totally brought that plus Cal Ripken breaking the, uh, Luke Gehrig's record in that yeah. same summer. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If it's not, it was around, around it was there. Yeah. Those two things kind of, I mean, absolutely. You're right. It absolutely, it totally brought back the game of baseball to its status as the American, you know, pastime. For sure, for sure, no doubt. So, 
yeah, what do you do? I mean, it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot. What do you do in the Hall of Fame? See, to me, like the the problem with the Hall of Fame is that they have that limitation. So you either, you know, get in in those 10 years or you don't. Like someone like Gary Carter was in that weird bubble where he probably, yeah. people wanted him in the Hall of Fame, but he kept falling short of the votes. And then he was up against this 10 year window. And then the writers have to kind of make some decisions about whether or not they want him in. So it, it just, I wish it was more, uh, more objective than that, but. Yeah. I mean, all I had to say, Harold Baines is in the hall of fame and <laughs> Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Roger Clemens are not, and probably not Alex Rodriguez, you know? Okay. Yeah. Saints, A-Rod's, a, A-Rod's an interesting get, one. He's not going to get in either. I know, but. And Pete, I mean, how. Okay, Pete, Pete Rose, Rose. Never. No. Pete Rose. Pete Rose maybe is, after he dies. That's about it. Maybe. But maybe. It, what he did did not affect his performance on the field. It, it you know, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make sense that he's not in the hall of fame. Like it, it's not like, like Shoeless Joe Jackson, those guys who, who purposely bet on, on their, on the, the world series and threw it like that's, that's different. He is Pete Rose didn't bet on himself to lose. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say, yeah, okay, well today I'm going to, I'm going to bet money in that we're going to lose and I'm going to go out and strike out every time I bet that like, that's not what happened. Like, no, but he did engage in gambling on a sport that he was playing in. Sure. You can't do that because suppose, suppose he, he bets on himself to win and he loses and the people he's betting with want him to pay up and he can't pay it. And they say, okay, you owe us throw the next game. Okay. Well, that didn't happen. No, but this is why you have a rule that says no player or manager is allowed to engage in any gambling while you're playing in the sport. You just can't, okay. You just can't do it. So he did that. He broke a, you know, a really important rule. I totally agree. It didn't affect the way he played. He always played his heart out. I mean, come on, Charlie Hustle, like let's go. Let's go. And no doubt greatest, greatest hitter of all time. Maybe Ted Williams would be in the discussion, but certainly most number of hits of all time, you know, that'll never be taken away from him. But I, I just don't, I just don't see him ever getting to the hall, especially, no. I mean, he no. can't now. Until they, whoever is voting right now, if that, if it stays like that, he will never get in. Maybe when he dies. I think when he dies. Yeah. If they change the way that they vote and change who Possibly. is voting, maybe, the, maybe he'll get in. Or just take my idea, which I said to you, which is make a separate wing, call it the hall of shame. Right there, you throw in Clements, Row, you throw in all the deadbeats, yeah. all the cheaters with all of their cheaters stats. Cheaters Row, yeah. Yeah, they Cheaters Row. They get their own little wing. Yeah, they got Shoeless Joe. Little annex. Yeah. Yeah, dusty old wing off of the Hall of Fame. Oh I've actually God. never been. Have you been to the Hall of Fame? No, we should we go. We should totally go. It's a day's trip. It's nothing. Play a little golf somewhere down there. Oh, yeah. Then hop on a plane and go to Vegas. Oh, now you're talking. Love it. Vegas. So we were going to talk about Vegas, no, shifting back to Vegas. Oh yeah. The unofficial is, Vegas podcast. This is right. The unofficial Vegas podcast. We might actually, actually <laughs> talk about Vegas. Oh, we didn't sort of talk about gambling with heroes. That's true. Similar. That's true. And Vegas is getting, uh, Vegas is really, if you remember like when Vegas was trying to get sports teams to come to this town, one of the big blockades was, ah, it's a big gambling town. We don't want sports teams there. Mm. Boy, have they ever shattered that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Glass ceiling, if you will. Like they've got the football, they got, uh, they got everything's going Gold on there Knights, now. Yep. The Gold Knights. And it's becoming a really hot town for sports. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders had a, or they've been a hugely successful team yep. since they, since they arrived there. Yeah. And man, like it's, it's definitely happening. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get a baseball team too. I could totally see it. Why not? A great town to watch a baseball game in the summer. A little hot, maybe, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, they have minor league baseball there. They do that for years. Yeah, they have a triple A team there. I think um, used to be the Jays triple A team for a couple of years. Blue Jays. Really? I don't know who. It, yeah, I don't know who it is now. Oh, it's the. I don't know. It's like the um, the Aces or something like that. I think the Aces is the basketball, like the minor league basketball team, or maybe the women's basketball team. Aces. If only we had a, a device that could tell us the answer to these yeah, questions. Like a computer that has the sitting right underneath my keyboard here. Las Vegas aces. Okay. So what are we talking about? But we're talking about. Yeah. It's Vegas. Basketball. Women's basketball. COVID. 
Yeah, this is my idea. Is that because we had heard in the news this week that Nevada, the governor of Nevada, basically announced that vaccine mandates, passport, um, mask regulations, all lifted just in time for Super Bowl weekend, which I thought was probably not a coincidence. But anyway, yeah. I think Vegas again is is kind of leading the way to get back to normal. And I would certainly say that it feels like this travel boom, which I think is coming is going to hit Vegas hard this year where people like us are just so amped up to finally get back to real life that it's going to be an awesome rest of the year yeah. in Vegas in 2022. Potentially. I mean, we've, we're seeing mandates and, and masks and restrictions lifted in some provinces here yeah. in Canada. Uh, hopefully our province will follow suit as well. I would suspect by the time we get this podcast out, it may have already I happened. I mean, let's, let's cross it. You know, it's days, not months. It's gotta be. I mean, we're, yeah, I'm counting, counting the, the minutes and seconds until yeah. we, we actually get told that these, these things are being restricted or, or being lifted. So, I mean, and when that happens, hopefully our cross border relations might be, Ease a little bit so that we can travel yeah. a little bit with with a little bit more ease as well. I mean, we can go now. I mean, there's we nothing can, us but from then going we, now. But then you have to quarantine when you come back. If you've got symptoms or if you test positive, yeah. And, and technically, you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to quarantine, but they're not really checking. But they stopped the. They did announce recently this week that they're going to stop testing you at the airport when you land. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is new. You don't need a PCR test when you land anymore. It was. The case now that they could randomly select people to test and they were doing a hundred percent random selection. Like they do with the white glove. What's that? With the white glove? You know, at the airport when the, the guy slaps on, <laughs> he says, uh, you know, face the wall, sir. And then he, you hear the little oh, slapping on the white. Yikes. yikes. <laughs> Could you spread your legs for me, sir? What, what airports are you going to SM where they're doing this? It's, uh, yeah. I've always wondered if it was a little shady, but <laughs> At least buy me dinner first. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, so the fact that they're lifting these, I mean, I, I mean, I get a little bit, I mean, obviously it's my job to kind of follow the travel trends. Um, but I really get the sense that we're about to go through a, a significant boom in travel. I'm getting requests from all kinds of people, uh, for advice on their trips and when to go and what to do and people looking for free subscriptions to touring plans. and. Um, it just feels like, man, it's, it feels like it's happening, which is great. I can't wait. Well, it begs the question too, is if this is the case, are the prices going to go up? It could go either way. It could go either way. It could be that prices will go up because there's increased demand and they can yeah. charge whatever they want. Or it might be that they're so desperate to make up for lost ground yeah. that they're going to offer incentives to get people to choose them as a destination. Well, look at Disney. Look at the prices there. Soaring. Soaring and no discounts. In fact, you're getting way less for your dollar now. And they just, yeah. Disney just had an earnings call saying that they've had one of their best quarters ever recently. Uh, well, yeah, no kidding. So, you're charging. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous amount of money because, because you can. It's, it's unfortunate. And it, I mean, Vegas could do the same thing. I don't they think, could. It, I don't think it would affect, you know, it, like when they started with the resort fees and, they stay charge it. People pay it because you, I mean, you know, well, you don't have a choice, which is stupid that, <laughs> yeah, your room costs you a hundred dollars a night and there's a $45 resort. Yeah. So, and you have no choice to pay it. Yeah. And there are also, there's also been lots of reports lately of, uh, extra service charges for like drinks and meals and things of at course. Vegas. Why not? You know, like just while well, this is a COVID fee, this is a service charge. This is a, what, and it's like, Oh my God. So yeah, they're absolutely going to try to gouge, gouge people. So you got to watch out for that. But, but I, but I, I still think there's a potential that it could go the other way too. Like I say, where, um, where there's so much competition to get that travel dollar from you that if you look for the deals, you can find them. Maybe not so much in like price slashing or discounts, but added value stuff, resort credits, um, add-ins, free tickets, like things to kind of lure you like, Hey, we know everybody's going to Vegas. We want you to stay at our property. So we're going to give you these added benefits, you know, stuff like that could be, could be happening. Well, flights, flights are, are well-priced right now. They're not bad. Not bad. They're at not all. bad. So that's, I think a lot of people are, are 
are just so done with being cooped up that like you're saying, it's going to not just only for Vegas, but everywhere. I think travel is going to get a huge increase in, I think so. And, uh, in revenue because of people are just saying, okay, I'm done. Let's just go somewhere. Yeah. And, and not to mention the fact that you've got two years of people that were, would normally travel have just not been able to do it or they've decided to wait. So they're all really ready to do it now. Yeah. yeah. They've got so. their savings all, all ready to fire up. Yeah. Well, we, we have good friends that just got back from a cruise and as they were in the airport flying home from the cruise, they were asking me questions about their next trip. Like, wow. Cause they said, you know got what? Taste we, of it. we, for, we got a taste of it and we forgot how much we were missing this. And also we got to see that it actually isn't that big of a deal that the extra regulations that we have to deal with when we go to our corner store and our gas stations is not really that different than the extra regulations we have to deal with when we travel on a cruise got to wear your mask. You got to have your vaccines. You got to prove this. You got to prove that. But really when you go and do it, it's basically the same and people are basically the same. So once you kind of do it, because this, these particular friends that we had, one of the, one of the couple was free and ready to go and didn't care. The other person was quite hesitant. Like, you know, should we really be going Omicron numbers are up and, you know, and so we were trying to encourage them to, you know, really assess the risks and decide what was best for them, but to lean towards going because having just returned from our own trip in December, we really felt felt like, man, I forgot how fun it was and how freeing yeah. it is to go and just do it. Yeah. So they ended up going to do it. And like I said, they just, you know, they came back basically saying, okay, we're already booking our next trip. When should we go? <laughs> I can't, I mean, we were just talking about this actually before I came over here to, to do the episode, a friend of ours was over and we were talking about her potentially taking a family trip. Oh yeah. And uh, she was looking at Florida or an all-inclusive. And then I said, forget that just because she was saying her kids, because they're not vaccinated yet, they were, um, um, because they're still young and they just said, um, that they haven't gotten it done yet. And they were debating and, um, and they said, uh, when they come back, they're going to have to quarantine for two weeks. So, you know, out of school for a week and then quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So I said, forget that. I said, just leave your kids here with somebody, your family, (laughs) and let's just go to Vegas. Let's go to to Vegas for a couple of days. So three nights, two, three nights party over there and you're back. You know what? This is a great point that Vegas might be the perfect destination to dip your toes back into the travel experience post COVID because you can do it in a weekend. Yeah. You don't have to do a week, two weeks. That's right. You can fly. You can do it for two days. Yeah. You can fly in for two days, spend a couple thousand bucks and get a feel for what it's like going to the airport, providing your documentation, going across the border checking into a hotel, wearing a mask around the property. Although in Nevada, you don't have to wear the mask anymore. And then coming home. It's a great point. Great point. Don't spend $6,000 on a, you know, week and a half or a two week all inclusive. Yeah. Um, if you're unsure about what travel is going to be like post COVID do a little weekend getaway somewhere. And Vegas is a perfect place to do that. Amazingly. But like, and it's funny you said 6,000 because that's the range of oh, yeah. looking between six and nine. Yeah. For Disney without even paying for Disney yet. Oh, it's going to be 10 plus to do. Uh, Disney I, now. I said the it's, it's minimum, the, the amount you will have to pay to take your kids to Disney right now is not worth it. No, because you're going to pay that much and get way less than, than I think if you just waited a year or two. Yes. And plus all the fast pass crap that's happening. It's a mess right now. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be like, it's not, Good value to go to Disney. Right I mean, now. Hey, if you're going to go to Disney, go to touringplants.com, get a subscription. We'd love for you to go book of with course, us. Of course. <laughs> but if you're asking me off the record, man, I would not recommend this as a time to go because everybody's going crowds are way up. Um, and it's super expensive and wait for wait for the lull after the COVID bump yep. when they yep. start to discount things and offer yep. free dining again and things like that. So, cause there will be one, there will be a lull when, when, yeah. when people wait have gotten their travel fix, and crowds will start to die down 
they will have to get people back into the, to yeah, the parks. For so sure. For I'm sure. sure everything will sort of equalize it a little bit more than, than it is right now. But will Vegas do the same thing? Are, are, are Vegas going to raise their prices or are they going to stand pat? Are they going to offer more deals to get people back? Well, they haven't raised them yet. So that tells me that there's probably, they're probably not going to, I mean, unless, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's really tough to say it could go either way. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm not seeing anything right now that would make me think that they're going to charge more. I think they're, you know, they want people to come and, and they're going to be priced, you know, as high as they can and still, still be profitable. Um, I mean, they're certainly going to charge you, you know, whatever you're willing to pay, but I, I don't think it's going to be so much that it's restrictive for most people. You can always find a deal. A hundred percent. You can fly in for a weekend, stay at Bally's, eat cheap, gamble at South point, yeah. you know, and you're not going to break the bank. That That's always going to be an op- option for you. Let, let's face it. There's always deals to be had in Vegas. Always. Always. The question is more, no different. The question I think in terms of price will be your flight. If you're flying like, our friends of ours, Jen and Mark, who were, you know, now got the travel bug after having, having returned from their cruise, they were asking us about Vegas, like a couple's trip to Vegas. And so I just quickly went on to uh, kayak and did a little bit of research. And I found two rooms with flights direct from Montreal to Las Vegas in May for 4,000 bucks total, like three nights. So 2,000 a couple for a three night weekend in Vegas at, at the Venetian which is, you know, a high class. Oh, yes. No, not too bad. Like it's a little bit on the pricey side, but, but really not that bad. So that's, I mean, to me, that's perfectly reasonable. That's gotta be probably a top, definitely a top 10, if not top five hotel in the guide. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's a top five. So yeah, you're talking premium hotel. They've never been. So, you know, we would want to show them, a, uh, we want to stay on the strip and get them the full experience of what it's like there, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So, and, and just for reference, I was looking um, you know, just to get a kind of a budget of what it might cost, but yeah. So for, you know, for 2000 bucks, a couple to fly in, like that's for flight and hotel. So obviously like food and entertainment is above and beyond that, but, but 2000 bucks, a couple to spend a extended weekend in Vegas. Pricey. It's not cheap. It's a little pricey. I mean, you could, you know, you could save a couple hundred bucks off of that to stay at the Vidara. You could save 800 bucks off of that to stay at Bally's. <laughs> You know, so you could, <laughs> or the horseshoe, you could, the yeah, the horse, you could, you know, you could cut that budget down if you really had to, but you know, you're getting a, like one of the best hotels in the world with a really good flight itinerary, you know, in May, which is not exactly low season. It's not really high season either, but you can still it's have access to Vegas the pools right now. Right now it's cold. Oh yeah. It's freezing, right? Now. Really cold for yeah. Vegas. Like, yeah, it is. Like it'd be warm for us because well, actually it's, it's no, it's, it's about it's, the same. It's about the same right now. Yeah. It's like, five degrees or something. We're pretty mild right now, actually. Yeah. Um, I think like I actually had this, um, had this, uh, because I, before I, like I said, we were talking about Vegas and my wife says, um, she's no, uh, I'm not going to Vegas. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She says, uh, it, what happened is she, well, not that she had a bad experience. she, she didn't, she doesn't remember Vegas as being as like probably somebody built it up for her when she went years, years ago. And you know, when somebody builds up a movie for you yeah, and you watch the movie and you're like, really? That was it. <laughs> okay. I think it would, that's what happened to her with Vegas. So, and I said to her, you could go to Vegas 20 different times and you'll have 20 different trips. It'll be, you can make it. A completely different trip every time you go. Absolutely, you can. So I said, some of the things that you did last time that you enjoyed, then you could still do those. And then you can, some of the things maybe you didn't enjoy as much, you get rid of those and you replace them with something else you didn't do. Yeah. Like Vegas has limitless possibilities of what you can do with your time, with no matter what budget you have, it's all there. She says, well, I kind of want to sit back and, have a drink and by the pool or something. I said, well, you can do that. Absolutely. And she says, but yeah, yeah. Then I'm drinking like a $20 drink. I said, well, no, no, said, not when you're there with me. No, no. that's right. <laughs> that's right. 
I mean, yes, there's certainly situations where you're spending a lot, spending a lot of money on your, uh, on your drinks and whatnot, but. Well, like Lun was telling us, remember like how he rented that pool time yes. for his daughter. That was not cheap. No, no. But Len, Len tends to go towards the more extravagant options when he's, uh, when he's in Vegas and when he travels in general. Right. But I mean, yeah, sure. If you're going to go to Caesar's palace for, you know, a weekend in high season and you want a cabana of course. and you want bottle service. Yeah. You can spend 10,000, but yeah. But if you want cheap margaritas by a nice pool in the hot sun, you can arrange that pretty easily as well. You can just kind of know where to go and where to look, but yeah. So I, I have to try to convince her to interesting. Interesting challenge. Go. Yeah. This is another uh, nice topic for an episode. Well, because she How said, to- she also says, well, I'm not going there and watch you and Fred play poker. I said, I said, no, well, no, I, if we're going and we've talked about this before, if we go as a couple, we're not going to go park our asses on a poker table. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want that. No poker, poker takes too long. Yes. I mean, it, you know, if, we're waiting for a show and they're, you know, they're doing something else and we want to sit at a cash game for an hour. Fine. But, but no, we're not going to go play a tournament for six hours while they're bored. Not. No, no, of course. But yeah, but so here's a good question for your wife. Like what is it she really would want out of maybe not a Vegas vacation, but just a vacation in general? Well, like, it, is it sitting by the pool and drinking margaritas or that's one thing. Okay. Um, she likes to do some active things. Like active, if, like walking, hiking. Yeah. Okay. That kind of stuff. Um, but she like Fremont, for example, is her cup of tea. Okay. So, you know, to just stand there with a drink in your hand and you're, you got busker on the left and you turn right. And then you got zip lines going around and you, there's music, there's bands. See the sights. Okay. That's, you know, that's, that's a party scene. That's, oh that's her scene. She should love it then. Oh, well, she really liked Fremont, for example. Interesting. So, yeah. Love Fremont. Okay. That, that's her scene. She loves that. Cool. So to something of that nature. So she needs a downtown hotel with a decent pool. Yeah. So the Golden Nugget would be a good option or the D Oof. would be a decent option. I mean, yeah. Golden Nugget's a little crowded, but. I mean, she wouldn't care to, to stay on the strip, like in the cent- central part of the strip. Does she like. Go visit Fremont. Does she like extravagant like upscale things or is she more budget conscious where she's like, like if she Cosmo, spends too maybe, much money it feels a little bit too much yeah like cosmo or i think there'd have to be middle ground like maybe planet hollywood yeah you know nice pool there really nice pool to hang out and it's a bit of a party pool but sounds like she's wouldn't be that's yeah yeah she'd be fine with that oh, too yeah oh yeah interesting okay it's also i mean you know too that like traveling when you go as travel as couples a lot of it's about the company too you know, like with a fun couple, you could, you could stay at circus circus and have a great time, you know, but you could also go to the Venetian and have a terrible time with people that you don't yes. get along with. So yes. it, it all depends on the company as well, but you would also have to have a, a, a pool that has a, a clearly identified uh, washrooms and restrooms. <laughs> she would kill me if she would, oh. that I would telling the story, but when we went to Jamaica, on we'll our edit it out. It's fine. She, uh, she goes to the washroom <laughs> and when she walked in there, the stalls were all the way down to the floor, all the way to the ceiling when closed doors. So she, you couldn't tell. Oh. So she's in there and she opens the door and she stands and she walks out to the sink and she's washing in her, her hands and she looks left and she looks to her right. And on each side is a guy washing his hands. <laughs> And she's like, uh, I guess I'm in the wrong Gentleman. bathroom. <laughs> so she goes back. She's like, I just went in the men's bathroom. I'm like, Hey, whatever. It's Jamaica. I mean, I got in the wrong van. At least I didn't use the wrong bathroom. <laughs> That's way more embarrassing. My pants <laughs> stayed on when I got in the wrong van. Oh my God. I, that, that will always be my favorite story. Generally in life. Yeah. I don't know why I brought it up. Thank you for that. Now I'm, yeah. I'm thinking you're welcome. Again. I hope ever, that brought a little bit of, we've told this story before. Oh, many times. Yeah. It's, I think it's on every episode. Actually. I think we should, from now on, we should lead, start the show with the clip of us <laughs> telling you that story. <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. Wasn't that the anniversary of that? Like that happened recently? It did. Yeah. It popped up as a Facebook memory at one point, a couple months ago or something. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it. 
a couple of days ago or something like that. A couple really? weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. It came up. Maybe. But I had not heard that story about Session the bathrooms in Jamaica. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I went the wrong way. Wow. So, I mean. Ah, you're in the. It could Caribbean. happen in Vegas. That could happen in Vegas. Probably could, yeah. You went the wrong bathroom. A hundred percent that it could happen in Vegas. Yeah, nobody would care the, there either. That's right. Nobody I cares. mean, if a girl goes into the men's bathroom by accident, no big deal. If a guy goes into the women's bathroom by Ooh. accident, it could be an issue. It could be disastrous. The <laughs> it guy, could be disastrous. The guy could end up in handcuffs. <laughs> okay, this is good. We gotta we have a planning challenge. We gotta we gotta ease Sesha into a bit of a Vegas vibe, maybe. I Interesting. How, I don't know how I could convince her. Well, the active part, no problem. There's lots of obscure, I mean, it's wonderful outdoor activities. If she's into like, she wants to go with a hike on a hike or a bike ride or something. There's all kinds of like super high quality places to go in the Vegas area for sure. And I, for one, love doing that stuff. Or like zip lining or that kind of stuff. Zip lining. Yeah. Active stuff. I get it. Cool. Like she, you know, when you go up on top of the, um, is it the stratosphere? The, um, that ride there where you sit. Yeah. It's like a thrill ride thing. Yeah. yeah it's like the, the roller coaster that's sort of off the building kind of thing. Yes. And it kind of just hangs there. And then that's, that's, that's her. her style. Yeah. Wow. That's for her. Thrill seeker. Yeah. Okay. I'll be like, I'll down. be the guy like down. You'll watch the bags for I'll, us. I'll, down yeah, I'll be down and looking up going, Hey, I'll be waving. Up. I got the bags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not my, that's not my, <laughs> I've actually never done that coaster at the New York, New York either, which apparently is kind of lame and it's not worth it, but just for research purposes, so I should probably do it someday. You have to pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 12 bucks a ride or something stupid. Probably more bucks. than that. And a rip off. Oh yeah. It's a total rip off and not worth it. But I'd rather, again, I'd rather get a $7 steak at uh, Alice mm, Island. Yummy. No, $8. Delicious. Now there's a good, like, would she enjoy that? Like, would she enjoy going to Ellis Island having steak dinner and a to have a good meal for eight bucks? For yeah. sure she would. Yeah. Okay. That's something. And I and I said that we can shape this a trip. Whatever you want, man. Or whatever you want. This and this is the great thing about Vegas is that the people that like your wife who have either been to Vegas or think, ah, it's not for me. It's all about gambling. And then you you ask them, okay, like what is it you want out of a Vegas vacation? Or or any vacation. Like when you travel, what do you want? Oh, I want a nice beach. I want to hang by the pool. I want to have some drinks. I want to have nice dining. I want to have world-class entertainment. I want to have the option for doing activities. It's like, it's all there. Like it, you can make it whatever you want. You could do a Vegas vacation where you never set foot on the strip and have an amazing time. Yeah. That, you want to see historic sites. You want to see, yeah. you know, you want to be, you want to be active. You want to see beautiful um, national parks, like whatever you want, whatever type of trip you want, you could make it work in Vegas. That's the great thing about it. Yeah, cause she says, well, I've seen all the hotels. I said, well, yeah, but okay, fine, fine. Then you don't fine. have to do that. Anymore. Great. I, she'd love top golf. She's never done that. I don't know if she'd love it. She does golf though. She, yeah, she does. Yeah. And so, you know, for one night you go to a happy hour at top golf or something, you hit some balls and then, sure. you know, like something like that she could do. We'll take her to shoot some machine guns. I was going to, yeah. She'd sh like that. Shooting machine guns has to be. There you go. There. Yeah. That's pretty risky though. <laughs> showing her how to shoot a gun. Yeah. That's risky wow. business. It's risky business. <laughs> what was it? Uh, was it Phil Hardman that his wife shot her? Yeah. Shot him in the middle of the night. Poor guy. Poor bastard. Jeez. Awful. Wow. Way to bring the show down, Seb. I know. I... Phil Hartman take. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, that could be uh that could be a challenge. I mean, if we, if we're to plan a trip, maybe we can somehow plan it that either maybe a little couple's trip. We'll call it a second chance. Sesha's second chance trip. Now our major problem right now for you and for me is we both have puppies. Yeah. Not so much a problem for me because I have kids that are definitely not coming to Vegas with me that are happy to look after the dog for us. But maybe, maybe you don't. Well, my parents actually could look after. Me. Well, there you go. And your, your puppy is not as young of a puppy as my puppy. Well, she's not even a year yet. Okay. But mine's Yours 11 weeks. Fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. Yeah. 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 Mine is 11 months. Okay. So yeah, you're a little bit it's ahead of the game. Still a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. That's uh, an issue though. That is an issue for sure. 
But then again, another good thing about Vegas is that you could do it in three or four nights. It's not like you're gone for a week. So the yeah. burden on the in-laws or the parents is not nearly as great as it might be if you did an all-inclusive or a Disney or whatever. So, and that's what we were thinking as well, is that if we did do a, a, a trip in May, it would just be for three nights over a weekend and, you know, Bram could take the dog for the weekend. Not a big deal. Maybe they take two dogs. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Vegas. That's yeah. uh, I think it's going to, like you're saying, all the restrictions are starting to lift. We're seeing it happening in our country right now, in some areas of the country, not everywhere, because we're not there yet. We've got the convoy right now for, yeah, you know, trying to make things happen. In our city. <laughs> in, in our city. Yeah. Trying to essentially liberate everybody that you know from that's that's the goal right is to to be free and to to be able to choose because this is a free country right so if that uh maybe that aside that's if that pushes things a little bit more to the open side then maybe we'll be able to travel sooner than later and then possibly vegas baby and the cool thing is is it Unlike Disney, where I think crowds are a bad thing. Like if a lot of people go to Disney for the rest of 2022, that's not good for people that want to go. Vegas, I think, is kind of the other way where if Vegas is really crowded, it actually kind of makes it more fun. Like I think Vegas in 2022, if there's a big boom, will become a really hot place to be. You want that vibe. You want that vibe. You want yep. the strip packed full of people. You want everybody happy yep. and festive and celebrating being out of their own city again. You yeah. know, you won't care that there's people. That's right. I mean, Vegas is a place where you just kind of, you let loose, right. And you forget about the rules and you forget about your life at home. So I think for that reason, I think it's a perfect place to go in uh, 2022. Yeah, you're right. You walk into Disney and, and, and you look at the lineups and you're like, oh, this is going to be painful. Yeah. But you go to Vegas and you see all everybody in the strip. You're like, yeah, let's look, go. Everyone's happy. Yeah. This place is hopping. Yeah. These craft yeah. tables are hopping and everyone's having a good time. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's it. I've decided we're going. I'm working on session. We're going to get this trip planned. Yeah. How about you out there? I hope you guys are all uh, planning your own Vegas trips in 2022. If so, feel free to go to touringplans.com slash travel. If you want to use a travel agent for your trip, we're always happy to help you out with your planning. If not, we appreciate you supporting the podcast and the unofficial guide to Las Vegas. As always, you can find us on all social media platforms using the hashtag UVP and feel free to send us any questions you might have. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode. Cheers. Bye, everybody.